Learn how to build your faith in God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? One more time. Come on, jam your hands together. Let's give God a praise. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake somebody on your right and on your left. Welcome them to today's service. Give them a warm welcome. A warm welcome. Warm welcome. Shake more than one person. And not the person you came to church with. Somebody else. Praise God. Have you been enjoying this month so far? Hallelujah. This has just been a sweet month. Amen. And it's not over yet. Hallelujah. This Wednesday, Ducin is going to be in the house. Hey, if you are one of those people that miss Wednesday services, you can't miss this Wednesday service. You have to be in the service. It's going to be an awesome worship time. Hallelujah. It's titled Song of Angels. If you have never heard Song of Angels, you have to be here on Wednesday. Praise God. Let me tell you, anybody be here on Wednesday. Tell him, don't be a Sunday, Sunday Christian. Some of you are not talking. Look at somebody. Everybody. Look at one person. Say, don't be a Sunday, Sunday Christian. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you don't know that's why, that's why sometimes you struggle with things like depression. You are, you are never in God's presence enough. All right, today we're talking about dealing with depression. We're talking about dealing with depression. It is such a sensitive issue at this time um, because it is kind of becoming more and more prevalent. It's, it's kind of becoming more and more common um, in, this, in this day and age. And it is important that we share this in church um, for two reasons. Number one, in case you are here and you are dealing with depression. As we go on, some of you are, you are dealing with depression. You don't even know you are dealing with it. You don't know. So um, as we look at the symptoms and all that, you will know if you are dealing with it. So some of you are dealing with it. Then some of you, even if you are not dealing with it now, um, you will always come in contact with people that are dealing with it so that you will know how to be a blessing to them. Do you understand? Do you know sometimes it is people that are ignorant that even make other people depressed? Do you understand? There are people in church that are causing the depression of other people. Every time you gossip about someone, you are harming that person. Every time you speak evil about someone, every time you break someone's heart. (laughs) Praise God. Yes. So, um, so um, if you are not the one dealing with it, you can be the cause or the cure for someone that is dealing with it. So, we, we all need to be sensitive to things like that. Praise God. So, we'll start today. We'll finish next Sunday. We'll be looking at different aspects. So, um, let's, let's look at what... Um, and, and for us, we're looking at it more from how we can use our relationship with God to deal with it, all right? There are probably some medical ways to deal with depression. That is none of my business. I'm not a doctor. Um, but, I'm going to, but I'm a pastor, and I'm going to tell you how God's power can help you deal with this. Praise God. All right, so what is depression, basically? What is depression? It is um, feelings of... And these are just dictionary definitions, okay? It is feelings of severe despondency and dejection. Feelings of severe despondency and dejection. Usually which lasts for a long period of time, okay? Under definition is a serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. I'll say that again. It's a serious medical illness 
Because some people don't know it's, 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 it's a sickness, it's an illness. It is. It is. We don't talk about it often enough. It is. <laughs> it, is, it, is it is just like typhoid. It is just like cancer. It is an illness. Do you understand somebody? Because it's, it's kind of intangible, we don't, we, don't, we don't see it like that. We just think it's a feeling. It's an illness. It said it's a serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. The last definition here is a state of feeling unhappy uh, and without hope for the future. That one, all Nigerians qualify for this one. <laughs> oh, and by the way, please, guys, this coming election, everybody be involved. We'll do a service for that. Let me just not bore you with that today. Let me not get distracted. He said, a state of feeling unhappy and without hope for the future. A state of feeling unhappy and without hope for the future. These are three different definitions of um, Depression. Now, as human beings, we all have seasons when we are sad. So th- that is not necessarily depression. Just because you are sad today is not necessarily what we're talking about. For it to be depression, you can see some of the signs and symptoms, and it usually affects you, and usually for a longer period of time. It's not just that you are sad today, you are sad in the morning and be happy. No, it's not that kind of short-term thing. All right? Usually the proper one. All right? So who can be depressed who can be depressed? Most of us in our minds, when we talk about depression, we're thinking of people that are really going through a tough time. That's what we're thinking about. And to be honest with you, yes, that is a major cause of it. A lot of people that are depressed are going through a tough time. But that's not all the people that can be depressed. Any kind of person can be depressed. It has not... See, so what, I, what I'm saying is, is that so that you'll be sensitive to people. There are some people that are well-to-do and rich that are very depressed. In fact, statistically, countries that are well-to-do also have a very high suicide rate. So they have everything working. It's not, it's not trailer blocking the roads. It's not traffic and uh, bad government and things we are facing. No, Nepal. There are people that have good roads, good light, good infrastructure, and they are still committing suicide. Somebody gets what I'm saying? So don't fall for the idea that it's only somebody going through a difficult time that is depressed. No, 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 no. Anybody can be depressed. Anybody can be plagued or attacked by depression. So don't always look out for the person that is bent like this and looking morose and sad. There are some people that are depressed, but they are always playing. That's their own way of trying to deal with it. They are very depressed. That person is at the brink of running mad. But he's just jumping and playing. In your mind, you think he's fine. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Some people look very excitable and excited, but they are literally depressed. So we always look out for people that look strange or look downcast as people that are depressed not knowing that actually it affects every kind of person. Some people look excited. Some people are even comedians. They are laughing and making people laugh. But they are depressed. Seriously, they are about to commit suicide. Most times, depression expresses itself in certain behaviors. We'll look at that when we are looking at um, the symptoms. So let me not go there. But suicide is a major one of it. Suicide is a major, major, major one of it. The thoughts of suicide and the acts of suicide or any reckless suicidal behavior, reckless behavior. The thoughts of it. There are many people that have the thoughts of suicide. Many, many. And they are normal. They go to work every day. They even have a job. They have a wife. They have children. They have a husband. And they are battling those thoughts of killing themselves. Hallelujah. I want to show you just some, some interesting people that committed suicide of, of recent. One is not so recent, but two of them were recent people that we all knew. To show you that it's not poor people that only that are depressed. It's not hardship alone that causes depression. Too many things. There are too many things that can cause depression. So we'll look at three people. And you see how successful people are also depressed. Some of you, you are thinking, once I make it, if I hammer, 
this depression is going to go. You don't understand. You don't understand that it's not necessarily so. You're saying if I just marry, once I marry, what am I looking for again in this life? <laughs> you know that Buddha thing like that. If I just marry, I can't nothing. I'm okay. You'll be shocked. Guys, let's let's look at a few people. DJ, can you bring up the put it on the side? Good. We heard about it. he's a very popular guy, so um is Anthony Bourdain. In case you don't know him, but he's a very popular guy. He used to run a CNN show. He's an international chef and the host of the show called Parts Unknown. Most of that show, he will travel premium class. Some of you have never entered plane before. Some you have entered plane. is only economy class you have flown. This guy flies premium class, business class, first class, all around the world. Then he will go there to taste their food. I mean, some of you like traveling. Some of you like food. So if you like money, this guy had the three. That was his job. His job was going to taste food. So if you will be very happy if you have that kind of job. Where you'll be eating different food every day. That's your work. As in it's work. You say, ah, I just finished your banana, don't work. As in that's work. So what I'm saying this is that ordinarily you will say this guy was living the dream life. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Everything you are praying for, a guy like this has it. His net worth is about $16 million. $16 million. $1 million is about $360 million naira. So times 16. Mathematicians, what are we looking at? Huh? $1.7 billion. $5.7 billion in our money. This guy is rich. With, with, with 16 million, you can buy a mansion, buy sports cars, even buy a plane, depending on the size. You're, you're living large. With, and this guy was not just rich, he was famous, he was popular. Traveled around the world, stayed in the best hotels, stayed in the best places. Um, he said, cost of the details are about death. Um, on June 8th, whatever, whatever, Bodin was found dead uh, of an apparent suicide by what? hanging this guy hung himself let's look at on that one this is the list of the people we are looking at look at on that one DJ you see now why I'm saying that these things are important this guy is a comedian if I've ever seen this guy um, comment before that's not English this guy was a comedian he was also an actor he was, he's one of the most lively people you can ever see. If, go and Google, um, or YouTube, uh, watch on YouTube, any of his shows or whatever. He's very funny. Even when he acts, he's very dramatic, very funny. You would think he's one of the happiest people in this world. But he wasn't happy. Um, he was an actor, a comedian, he was very rich, traveled around the world, of course, same way, premium class, lived in the best places. His worth was $130 million. So if you, I mean, if you even have 130 million naira, you will think that there's nothing that can offend you again in this life. But this guy had a hundred. This will tell you that what I'm talking about, depression, is not just in. It's not a function of I can I can afford food. Um, I'm living well. It's never a function of that. It's a sickness. It's like malaria. No matter how how rich you are, you can have typhoid. You can have malaria. No matter how rich you are, it has nothing to do with that. Somebody get what I'm saying? He says, um, it's worth $130 million. Um, cost of death, suicide by what? Hanging. Same hanging. Do you know what it takes to hang yourself? Do you know the kind of depression you would have entered to hang yourself? By the way, they found out that in a place like America, um, out of 10 people that commit suicide, 7 of them are white people. Because black people don't like to kill themselves. <laughs> we don't want to die. <laughs> Too much hustle in our blood. Out of 7 of them. Uh, out of ten of them, seven are white people. He said um, they committed um, suicide in paradise in K in his home. They find out that okay by hanging. The third one, the third one. This is a popular lady. Now, this, see, there are girls that some assault in a man's hotel room for bag, for one bag, for one iPhone. This woman was the designer of it, so she wasn't looking for bag. She was designing bags. So there's none of you here, ladies. Just one of our bag, your depression will go. 
she was one of the biggest designers um, in, in, in America. Her net worth is about $200 million. She has bags, shoes, jewelry, dining sets, cookware, candles, stationery. Um, cause of death, suicide by what? Hanging. These are people that have the life. You are worth 200 million. You design bags. You are a top designer. Not that you have designer shoe. You are designing designer shoe. I know too many people that would die for a designer shoe. This person is designing and selling it. He said a housekeeper found Spade dead in a Manhattan apartment on June 5th. Her death was ruled a suicide by hanging. Police reported that she left a note addressed to her daughter. The day after her death, her husband and the Spade released a statement regarding her depression and anxiety. So with all that wealth and everything, she even had a husband and everything, she had depression and anxiety. So, please, don't always look at people that look okay, look rich, they drive a Range Rover, and you believe this one doesn't have a problem. You are joking. It has nothing to do with that. Okay, let's move fast. Statistics, some basic statistics say that in every 40 seconds, someone in the world commits suicide. Every 40 seconds. I just mentioned a few. I didn't mention people like Michael Jackson, Prince, and the rest that had drug overdose. That's the suicide. That's the overdoses, sticky, and there are too many of them. I don't want to count. There are so many of them that kill themselves through poisoning, through drug overdose, through hanging, through reckless living. Every 40 seconds, someone in the world commits suicide. So as we've been here, and I don't know how many 40 seconds have passed. So just imagine how many people have committed suicide since this service started. They said... Um, In America, for instance, the suicide rate has grown by about 25%. That's how much more. They said, in America, 44,965 people die by suicide every year. That's almost 45,000 people. I'm trying to show you how serious this is. 45,000 people die every year. They said 123 die per day. Hallelujah. They said the most common age range that people die is between 45 and 54 because they hit what they call midlife crisis. They enter a stage where they begin to think about their life. What am I doing in my life? Have I achieved anything? You know, there's a spirit of heaviness that comes on people around that middle age when you're between 45 and 54 because it suddenly dawns on you, you're, 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 you're in the second half of your life. So you are wondering, am I even useful? Did I achieve my goals? So the tendency is high for it to happen at that time. Do you understand, guys? So those of you that are in that age or approaching that age, uh, be conscious of that positively, okay? Be conscious of that. Um, on that thing again is that they found out that men are three times more likely to commit suicide than women. And that is very understandable because men bottle up emotions more Women are expressive. Women cry a lot. Women talk a lot. Women do a lot of the things that ease tension a lot. Men don't do it. Men don't cry. Men don't talk. So men can be going through stuff. Men can be bound in sin, bound in negative habits, bound in depression, and never tell anybody. Men have, men lose hope faster than women. Women are generally more hopeful. Women, because women naturally are fantasizers. Women fantasize. Women dream of, of, of Prince Charming. Even though you are a stubborn bomboy, in their mind, you are still their Prince Charming. They are seeing that you, you still change and have sense. So women, because they have hope always, it helps them. Men usually lose hope. Most times when we do, um, when people give in church, the women, when a husband and wife comes together, most times, not all the time, but averagely, the women give more than the men. Because women generally have more faith. They are more expressive. The men are afraid. They can't give one naira. Hey, if I give my one naira, hey. And that lack of hope is one of the things that causes depression. Because you think there's not enough money. Alright. What are some of the causes of depression? What are some of the causes of depression? I'm trying to run through because of time. So, I won't be wasting time. Number one. Ah. Disappointments. 
Disappointments can cause depression. Disappointments. Disappointments. There are three kinds of disappointments. The first one is disappointment in self. When you feel you have disappointed yourself. Maybe you have done something you felt somebody of your caliber cannot, should not be doing. Maybe you failed an exam that you know you should have passed. You know, you, are, you feel disappointed in yourself. That one is caused by self-pride because you think you are above mistake. Or you have repeated this mistake too many times that you just feel you are useless. You just feel, what's wrong with me? Yeah, some of you, 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 you talk down at yourself too much. You are your biggest critic. You are your biggest enemy. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you are abusing every part of your body. Like, see nose, see nose. Which kind of your head nose is this? See eyes, see. Look, look, look. See skin. Hmm? 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 With all the cream I'm buying. See, see. You don't realize that speaking to yourself has a lot of impact. The Bible says speaking to yourselves in hymns, in psalms, and in spiritual songs. So speaking to yourself has a lot of impact. You can't keep talking negative about yourself. I'm useless. I'm just a useless man. I can't achieve anything in this life. I'm always failing. I'm always failing. You can't talk to yourself like that. That's not how the Bible expects you to talk to yourself. The Bible expects you to always speak God's word into your life. So disappointment in self. All this is just number one of disappointments. Disappointment in self. Secondly, disappointment in people. Hey. When people disappoint you, and the truth is that if you live in this world, people will disappoint you. Either they do things you did not expect. You say, how can he, a man of his stature, how can he fall to sin? Or how can he fall to that challenge? Or they disappoint you personally. They promised you something, they didn't do it. They promised you marriage on the wedding day, they didn't show up. They promised you marriage, dated you for a few months, and now they, are, they have changed their mind. Disappointment in people. Somebody jilted you. Somebody cheated on you. Your husband committed or is committing adultery. Your wife is committing adultery. Somebody you trusted with money ran away with it. Your last savings. He even knew you had to sell your father's land in the village to give him that money. And he promised you. <laughs> and he ran away with it. It's funny, but those disappointments can break someone and lead to depression. Then lastly, disappointment in God. There are many people that are disappointed in God. They felt they prayed for something he didn't answer. They said, what kind of wicked God is this? They say, God, where are you when my father died? Where are you when my mother died? Where are you when my child died? God is not wicked. God was not the cause of the death. He's never. He's a good God. He's always a good God. He's the reason it wasn't even worse. He's the reason the person didn't die for that time. He's, he's always a good God. A lot of things are not in his control. He has given man free will. A lot of things are not in his control. Of course, he's the almighty God. He's sovereign. But you see, there are also principles. There are also rules. The moment he starts acting erratically, he can no longer be trusted. That means the moment somebody's tablet or phone falls from that place and doesn't hit the ground again and stops in mid-air, we will all be worried. Because that means the day you actually need to throw your phone down to somebody, you are not sure it will go. Because God is erratic now. The principles have been set before even me and you came. We might not always know why some things happen. That's the truth. But one thing we know is that God is good. He killed his son for you, even before he knew you and before you knew him. He's a good God. I cannot explain why everything that happens, happens. But one thing I know for sure is that God is a good God. I didn't know that Nigeria has a large, or is having a large atheist movement now. Do you know there are a lot of people? Social media is very funny. It's a good place and it can also be a horrible place. 
you can meet anybody you want to meet on social media now. Because it, social media has made the world a smaller place. So if you are running mad, you can, order me, you can meet other fellow my people that normally you won't meet. But now if you, on social media, you can meet them. I don't know Nigeria has a large atheist movement. People that don't believe in God anymore. Of course, you've seen the people that don't believe in Titan anymore. They form their own group and they have their own leader. There are people that don't believe in church anymore. They have their own group. They have their own leader. We don't believe in church. Church is in the heart. I didn't know that. There's also a large group of people that don't even believe in God at all. And I, I, I put something on my page and I saw them start appearing from nowhere. And they were all writing and I noticed they were all saying the same language. So I knew that either they all had the same mentality or they were feeding from the same leader. They all kept saying, oh, there's God and he, he will give a baby cancer. There's God and he will kill a baby. So I discovered that their movement was born out of a disappointment in God. Because their argument is not scientific. Their argument is that if there's God, why are bad things happening? And they all specifically used baby, baby, baby. So I knew that somebody somewhere is disappointed in God for something that has happened. God doesn't give anybody cancer. God doesn't kill anybody. He saves people. Are you here, somebody? I don't know if you are here and you are disappointed in God. I'm here to tell you God is a good God. He loves you. He will never hurt you. He will never even leave you nor forsake you. Number two. I just had to rush this. That one alone is a message in itself. (laughs) Number two. Your temperament. Some people by their temperament, their temperament is is just down. It's just low key by, by their temperament I, I don't know why that happened maybe it's just a combination of their parents they've just been like that from childhood they are just moody have you met people like that before? some of you, you know you are even like that you are just moody in fact people think you are upset or you are sad all the time even when you are smiling you look like you are crying they say what's wrong? they say no I'm laughing <laughs> they say no you don't look like that it look like you're sad. So sometimes your temperament can be... So if you're one of those kind of people that your temperament is always low-key, you need to do some things. Maybe we'll look at that later. You need to surround yourself with people that will get your spirit high so that you won't always be moody. Those kind of people, if a small thing happens... Because they already have the, the tendency. If a small thing happens to them, that's all. They, they will just enter depression because they were already at the door just waiting for anything at all to push them in. If you just pass them and you don't greet them that day, that's all. Say, am I too small that he didn't see me? I'm useless in this life. <laughs> so those people, you've noticed, that they can be very negative about everything. If there's anything missing in their life, they will attribute it. I mean, they will attribute anything that happens to that thing that is missing. Say, it's because I don't have a job. That's why they passed. That's why they did that party. They didn't invite me. Is it because I'm not married? That's why they didn't invite me for the bridal shower. Is it because I don't have a child? That's why they didn't invite me for the naming, whatever. Is it, you know, they will attribute everything. Say, because I don't have a car. That's why they were planning to travel. They didn't call me. Because I don't have money. That's why they didn't invite me for the meeting. See, don't assume for people why they treated you the way they treated you. Don't always have that low self-esteem tied to your temperament. You're always feeling down, okay? I'm just looking at causes. Number three, that can be a cause. Loss of a loved one. Loss of a loved one. This one is tough. If you have ever lost somebody really close to you, ah, it's not something you can deal with. It's not something, and you know you don't prepare for it. I'm not even talking about the one that is your aged parents that have been sick for some time. You know, there's a way your parents can be aged and they are getting sick. Even you, you are praying that let them just go and rest in the Lord. Because now they are even forgetting things. They can't even stand up by themselves. So even them too, they don't even like how they are living. So I'm not talking about that one. That one, you are, the circumstances have been preparing you. And you've probably rocked your, those your parents for many, many years. So you are a bit prepared. Even though it will still be painful, but you are prepared. The one that shocks is the one that happens from nowhere. Somebody sleeps in the night. And you even had plans to see next week. You had things you were discussing. And you hear that they are dead. Somebody just has an accident. Somebody was perfectly alright, had little fever, 
rushed them to the hospital, died. One of my, one of my closest guys, his dad went for, to remove teeth. His dad was 70 or something, going to 80, but was very strong. That's, at that, almost 80, he still used to punch them. They were grown men. He still used to punch them. He was that strong. Very strong. But his teeth has been paining him for a while. So they all said, go and, daddy, go and remove this teeth. Go and remove. He said, leave it. They said, go and remove it. They are the one that forced him. Strong man. Nigerian hospital. They removed the teeth. They didn't prepare to stop the bleeding. As they removed the teeth. Yes, that's the story. I'll finish. He kept bleeding. Bleeding teeth. Bleeding. That's it. That's all. Mm. He died. So you, you are never prepared for those things. Oh, another crazy one is the loss of a child. Ah. All the people that go through those kind of things, I don't know how they even manage. Because you can literally lose your mind when those kind of things happen to you. Lose a child or lose a spouse. Somebody you have plans with. Not that you've been married for many years and I don't hold, and I don't even retire for each other. I say, you go die first. <laughs> Not that type. I mean, both of you are still young. Still happily married. Maybe just still have young kids. Have plenty plans of things you want to do together. And one day, and you have gotten so used to living with this person. And one day, the person dies. Loss of a loved one. Very touching. Very touching. I lost one of my, my best associate pastor till date. Hmm, that guy, you can't tell him anything bad about me. His name is Pastor Peter. Those of you that have the 20 years, if you're in this church, you don't have that 20 years book. I'm just looking at you. With one corner eye. Because you're a rebellious child in the house. Get that book, the history of you. You will need it. His name is there, it's Pastor Peter. My, he, he was there from the beginning of the, of the ministry. He was my, one of my first converts in the Lord. His calling was to serve me. That was just his calling. He had no other calling but to serve me. That was his life's mission. Great guy. When, and I lost him. And it took me a while to recover. It took me a while to recover. Ah, great guy. And the guy was one that used to run the church. Literally. He ran everything. I just used to preach. He ran everything. The administration, the finances, the, everything, training. Some of you that are older members in the house, you know him. Alright, let me move before I start crying. Next point. <laughs> Next point. Um, financial stress, financial issues can cause depression. Financial issues. Hmm. When the economy gets tougher. When you no longer earn money. Especially when you used to have money and you no longer have money. The person that has never had money, somehow, is managing. Because he is used to it. The person that is used to comfort, maybe from his parents' house, or from her parents' house, now marry. And the husband is just building up. You know? Or it's not even building at all. <laughs> it's tough. Or somebody that used to have a job and loses the job. Used to have a job, used to have a car, used to have a house. Then you lose the job. That also means you lose the house. You now lose the car. You now go back to track. So final, or you do a business and somebody eats your money. There was a guy in my estate that shot himself. Because with gone in this Nigeria. He has family, young children. Fine wife, young children, shot himself. He went to church, did a confession to his Catholic priest. Came out and shot himself right in front of the estate. He was tired of life. And people said it was traceable to financial. I don't know, but they said it was traceable to financial issues. Some people can't handle being in debt. If they are owing 10000 like this, they can't sleep. Meanwhile, there are some people. <laughs> they are owing you. They'll be asking you where, which cold stone shop is near. You say, what do you want to work on? So you don't want me. <laughs> So where can I eat uh, fried rice here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, you should not be eating fried rice. <laughs> Some people can owe for, 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 for federal government. 
at first they will oh comfortably. Then go sit down inside owing you like this comfortably. Say, wait how much are they owe you? Relax, my friend. If you know people, I know that they owe people outside. You go, you go calm down. <laughs> like they all small pass. Inside all the owe. The worst one are the ones that will even take your money, then go and lock themselves up. Because they know that's, that's your highest thing you want to do. Now from station, police go call you. Say, do you know him, Mr. John? Say, yes, he's in, he has locked himself <laughs> on your behalf. So come, come and bail him. <laughs> so that he can pay your money. He has locked himself. So you can't lock him again because he has locked himself. And if he has locked himself, you can't go and lock him again because the case already on ground. I've locked myself, for God. So when they do that one, you know, say the guy don't chance you already. You just go home. <laughs> There's nothing as bad as when somebody chances you. And you know that this is just chancing. And you can't do anything about it. Especially when God even tells you not to do anything about it. That he will fight for you. It's going to be painful. I have to move quickly. Now, next one. Um, um, when you are overly dependent on stimulants. It can surely cause depression. When you're overly dependent on stimulants, that means you always drink. That's why I tell believers, I don't know why a Christian should even be drinking alcohol. At, I don't even understand how some... It, it, just, it just shows you are not living the life for God. You, you, you can't be making impacts and be drinking. I, I, I've never seen a Christian on fire for God, winning souls for God, making power, and he's still drinking. It's hard. You can't maintain those two lives. You can't say a, a, a champion footballer still be a champion basketballer, the same person. And he wants to play in the boat World Cup. Have you seen that before? You can only see a casual footballer also be a casual basketballer. And that's how you are when you're a Christian and you want to be a particular of the world and still be a particular of the kingdom of God. You will be a casual, you will be anything in both of them. And those are the most useless people. Those are the people that God, Jesus Christ said, he wants to spit them. Because if you are not saved, he will know that you need salvation. If you are saved, then he will know he can use you. But when you are in the middle, he says he will spit you out of his mind because you are useless. Both to Satan, both to him. And, 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 and a lot of people that pack in churches are like that, half and half. So you are present in club Friday. You are present in church Sunday. And you are an active, recognized member in both. You want to hold it too. It's not going to happen. So dependence on alcohol or on drugs, all this codeine, um, cocaine, weed, if you are dependent on it, the problem with it is that those things lift you very high. And by the time you are coming down, let me give you an example. If I jump, if I jump from here down, nothing is going to happen to me. Even if I fall and I don't land on my two legs, if I fall on my back or my head, from here down, I'll be fine. If I fall from up there, it will be worse. If I fall from five times this thing, I might not survive. So all those drugs, they take you high. When they take you high, by the time you are coming down, so you will need to take on the higher one. And you become dependent on it until you overdose on it. And that's what killed people like Michael Jackson and Prince and the rest. They OD'd, they overdosed on drugs that they were dependent on. Somebody gets in this. So if you're here and you still drink or you're addicted to it, to alcohol, to nicotine, to, to, to all those things, to, 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 to weed, you need to get help quickly. You need to let somebody help you break the habit. Let me move quickly. Next point, number how about? Number six. Um, pressure to live up to people's expectation can cause depression. Do you know a lot of things that make you angry is because of what society is saying and doing? Who gave, who gave you the rage for marriage? Who told you the appropriate age for marriage? It's society. So when you're setting age and you're not married, you begin to feel under pressure. Pressure to be rich. Pressure to form that you have money. So everybody comes and says, how much do you donate? And they say, um, I'll just contribute 5 million. And that person will call you 2.5 million. You, you know you don't have anything anywhere. You say, I'll contribute 999. But you don't have. So you will say that pledge now and be dodging the people. You put that make pledge and they don't come to church again. Because they can't pay it. <laughs> they think, they think we, we, we notice and we are counting it. It's between you and God. You don't have to. God knows where you are. 
No pressure. Are you here, somebody? Pressure to be perfect. This one comes on us as pastors. Many of you think we are perfect. Some people don't even think we eat. Some people think I just eat only the word of God. <laughs> that pastor, what do you have for breakfast? Matthew. I just ate Matthew and a little stew from Exodus. Just sprinkle Exodus on Matthew. That's what I had for breakfast. <laughs> so they put us under pressure to be perfect and that can cause depression. When you are perfect for everybody, you're strong for everybody, but you're not even strong for yourself. And you can't even tell people that you two have struggles as a human being. Some people think that um, being a pastor is about being perfect. Being a pastor is a calling. It's a calling. That means God chose you before you were even born. He said the gifts and the calling of God, they are without repentance. That means God doesn't change his mind. So if God, are, see, some people that are secular musicians, some people that are drug addicts, some of them are called though. Just that they are not answering the call. You know you can call somebody that he doesn't pick. Uh-huh. So there are many people that are, they've called them. They are not picking the line. So calling to do ministry, people don't know that. So they pressure us as pastors to be perfect. And we are not. That's why you must never use the fact that a pastor is struggling with something as your own excuse not to live right or as your own excuse not to serve God. Uh, you won't tell God that one in heaven, no? He won't answer you. I have a message I'll, I'll preach later. You, 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 when you meet with God, it's only you. You can't call anybody. Okay, my uncle, they say, shut up. Answer yourself. Your uncle will answer for himself. Whatever he did to you, we'll deal with him. But you now, you knew better. Why didn't you do the right thing? That's what they'll ask you. Alright, let me move quickly. I don't have time. So, pressure to be rich. Pressure to be perfect. Pressure to be, uh, you know, to be something that you are not, basically. Alright? Then the last one. Comparison. Comparison. Can lead to depression. Comparing. Most people are depressed because they are always comparing. The reason why you feel your life is not going well because you are comparing to other people's life. You feel you are not making progress. Because you are comparing to other people's life. Who told you you are not making progress? For the destiny you have, you are doing quite fine. Because from beginning, when God made us, say he made some people with five, he made some with two, he made some with one. Some people came gifted with five. Some came gifted with two. Some came gifted with one. That means in this life, there are people that will always be better than you at some things. So don't, don't compare yourself. Because somebody can speak better, can sing better, is, is finer, you know, or has more assets and accessories. <laughs> because women are the ones that face this one a lot. They are always comparing everything. From head to toe. See her hair. See, see my own. See her skin. See my own. See her bust. See my own. See her bum. See my own. See her leg. Is it? Go and rest. God, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are perfect the way you are. The person that matters will like you the way you are. Yes. Don't let the world and the world's standard make you think you are not fine. Don't let that happen. God made you and God says you are fine. And the person that will marry you will like you. Don't change your color. Some of you, you are the reason why your husband has not found you. Because the picture you got was somebody black. You have bleach and bleach and bleach. Now by the time you saw you, you say, no, this is a fair woman, Lord. This is not the person. I'm still trusting God for my wife. God says he's the one. Only that she has bleach. Your angels can't find you when they are bringing your... Say, Lord, she's not here. Say, she's there. Let me move quickly. Symptoms. I'll end with that today. Then next week we'll do the cure. Symptoms of depression. Symptoms of depression. Tiredness. If you are always tired, always tired, you are likely depressed. You are tired whether you go to work or not. In fact, when you wake up from sleep, you are tired. Because the anxiety and all that did not make you rest even while you were asleep. So you are always tired. You always, if you check it, your vocabulary always has, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired of this country. I'm tired of this job. I'm tired of this church. I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of my husband. I'm tired of my wife. I'm tired of my children. I'm tired of that. If you always use tired, tired, tired in your vocabulary, you need to check it. You might be depressed or dealing with depression. 
on that thing, there's a symptom of it. Excessive anger. Hmm. Excessive anger. That means small things provoke you more than they should. Have you ever seen people overreact to something small? You're like, this is no rich. This thing now. And you sit by yourself and say, never! We will die here! We will, you find out what thing happen. Just say the pomono long, rich as it goes, suppose long. Now you don't push it. And you call police. You, you might be dealing with depression. You are excessively angry over issues that should be smaller. Excessively angry. Moses had that issue in the Bible. I will show you people that um, had depression and suicide in the Bible. Moses was one of them. Moses had extreme anger issues. Because those people were frustrating. So he had gone to a stage where he was angry. He had the tendency for anger before, but when he now started pastoring people. See, eh? Let me, let me just say this at this point. We have too many few good pastors. Good pastors in this world. Listen carefully, everybody. Listen. Especially if you go to church. Listen. If those of you watching online, watching offline, watching anywhere, listen. That's why you should not join people attacking church, attacking tithe. They, don't know, they want to kill you and your children. Don't answer. There are very few good pastors in the world. Even Jesus said the same thing. He said, pray that your father send laborers. Jesus said, we are short of laborers. He said, if you are going to pray, that's the only, that's not the prayer just said, pray. Let your father send laborers. There are no laborers. Many jokers, but few laborers. Jesus said, we are short. Heaven, in heaven record, we are short of good pastors. So the few you have, don't frustrate them to commit suicide or to leave ministry. The few that you have, there are few good ones. They frustrated the hell out of Moses. He himself now didn't make the promised land. Because of pastoring people. If it was only him, he would make it. He went upstairs to pray. By the time he came down, they have molded calf. The tablet he took 40 days to collect, handwritten in God's handwriting. He didn't know when he broke it because he was angry. God said, one, I'm warning you. Cool your temper. He said, the people are frustrating me. And they kept nagging him throughout the journey that you'd have left us in Egypt. You'd have left us in Egypt. You'd have left us in Egypt. We didn't beg you. We didn't beg you to start church. You are the one that started church by yourself. They nagged him throughout the journey. He kept being frustrated. Finally, one time, there was no water to drink. They said, now, you want to kill us, Moses. We have seen that you're a wicked person. This after the complaint of manna. He prayed. Manna came. The different complaint, no? He has been prayed for the days they wanted meat. He prayed. Quail came. They not, water now got finished. They say, you are, you are a wicked man, Moses. We need water for drink. God now told Moses, when you get there, speak to the rock. But Moses was already he got there and used his stick and he smote the rock three times. Wah! 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 So no go back. None of the hear what. You know. <laughs> they frustrated him. There are some of you here, you are laughing, you know, but you are among those that frustrate your ministers. You are among those that frustrate pastors. When they say go like this, you go this way. When they say stand up, you sit down. When they sit down, you stand up. Be in church, you will not come. Then you come for counseling for the thing we've addressed in church. So you are making that man work extra hard. Not only that every time he's stressing himself to work like that, there's a tendency he took and enter depression. We have statistics in America of how many pastors leave the ministry every year. That's resigned. I say, I'm not even doing ministry. If I lose my salvation. Because of frustration of members. There are members that sue pastors. Member, there are members that in the church. <laughs> There are members that will come attend church and they will go home and they will be gossiping with their wife or their husband. That they see that use less pastor. They are in the church. They won't leave the church, but they are there causing trouble. They will be gossiping. They will call people that didn't. Hey, every time you gossip about your pastor or any man of God, you are you are contributing to their stress. When Moses struck the rock and thank God for all those great members that always pray for us, that always support pastors all over the world. That, that send us things, like this Christmas is coming now, those people, they will send us rice, they will send us, they are here, they are hearing now as I'm speaking about the spirit. They will send, <laughs> I'm joking. No? But there are people that actually always support us on a monthly basis, on an occasional basis, but they always send us money, send us things. Those are the, or some people even just encourage, I don't want to waste time talking about pastors today. Let me, know, let me get back to my message because I don't have time. Um, so, but, 
Moses, the first time Moses, he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. And God said, because of that, you will not, no more lead the people into the land. So Moses could not, he got to the point, but he could not enter. Something has been bringing them out for, for 40 years. Him, himself, did not enter the promised land. And it wasn't by any um, fault of his, his frustration of people. <laughs> I don't want to go into what people have done to me in this church. No time. Maybe next week if there's time. Because I've had to deal with depression too. Like I said in my video that I, I did on Instagram. I've had to deal with depression. <laughs> it wasn't funny. I wanted to kill myself. You, you, I know people won't remember me when I die, but my spirit will be haunting you. <laughs> I'm joking. No, that doesn't happen. No. That's just home videos. People's spirit don't chase you, please. There's some Christians that actually believe that people's spirit chase them. It's demons just chasing you, not using somebody's face, okay? Let me move quickly. Um, what, what am I dealing with? Symptoms, Abby. Hey, I have to rush. I have to rush. Number three symptoms is um, hatred. Hatred. When you're dealing with depression, you hate people. Because you don't like the fact that they seem that they're happy with their life. You don't like it. So you hate people. You will see them on Instagram. They are the people that troll, troll people. No matter what you write on Instagram, they'll come at something negative. Have you seen those people? No matter what you write, they will find something negative to say inside. Those people are depressed. You need to hug them when you see them. You need to send them a hug. Don't argue with them. They are depressed. It's not, what they are doing is not normal. They are depressed. So don't argue with them. Send them hug and kisses. They are depressed. So they hate everybody. Once you smile, they hate you. Because they believe, what are you smiling about? We all should be depressed. When you are depressed, you hate people that make progress. You hate people that seem to be happy. You hate people that are just doing their own thing. You just hate them. Hatred for people. I don't have time. Let me move. Next point. Suicidal thoughts and suicidal behaviors. It's another major symptom of depression. You want to kill yourself. You, you've lost so much hope in life that death looks more attractive than life. You want to kill yourself. Or even if you're not directly committing suicide, you are living in a reckless way that can destroy your life. You are, you are driving in a way that can destroy love. You are, you are indulging in, 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 in sex. You know, you are, you are, um, in, you know, um, sex outside marriage. You know, you are, you are, you are, you are taking drugs. You are, you are doing whatever, you know, you can do to, 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 to destroy yourself. You know, and people don't know that you are doing those things. You are taking those risks because you are tired of life. And you want to kill yourself. Suicidal thoughts and suicidal behaviors. Um, number five, um, a lack of interest in things that you normally be interested in. When you are dealing with depression, you've lost interest in everything. You've lost interest in life. You've lost interest in Nigeria. You've lost interest in your family. You've lost interest in your kids. You've lost interest in your job. Even though you go every day, but you're not interested. People can see in your eyes. You're not interested. You've lost interest in church. You've lost interest in spiritual issues. You've lost interest in everything. A total lack of interest in things that you would normally be interested in. Lack of interest in everything. Then lastly, turning to stimulants too. It's another way, it's another symptom. When you drink too much, even though it can be a cause, it can also be a symptom. You are tired of life, so you want to numb your feelings of pain. So you drink a lot, you smoke a lot, you take weed and all, you party a lot. You party, you go to club every day. You you want to forget your sorrow. That's why you're doing those things. You're trying to depend on stimulants. I'll end by saying, um, when, um, I'll end by saying, even in the Bible, there are, there are a few people that had issues with depression. So it's not, a, it's not an uncommon thing. Number one of them is Elijah. Elijah had issues. I'll probably mention the other ones um, next week. But there are a few of them. I'll mention Elijah. Elijah too was frustrated by ministry. He was serving in a place where the whole country was now serving Baal. So he came. He stopped reading for three and a half years. He brought all the prophets of Baal. He said, if your God be God, let fire fall from heaven. Elijah prayed and raw fire. Not Holy Ghost fire that people talk about now. Real fire came down from heaven to consume the sacrifice. Raw. After that great miracle, he killed all the prophets of Baal. After that great miracle, as he, he had overworked himself, probably didn't have any assistance. From what we saw in the scripture, he had no associates. See, blessing and serving your man of God is crucial. Not being a burden to him is important. The moment you become the burden, you are the one that never hears word, never practices the word. So you're always causing problems. 
Some people don't know that as a pastor, we share your pain and we share your joy. That's how it works. So every pain you are going through, a part of it falls on us. Because you can't be a pastor without loving people like that. Somebody gets in this. Elijah had even had no associate. Nobody to, to on, on, on uh, what's that thing? Shout, somebody to offload on. Or, you know, to share what he was facing. Nobody talked to, no assistant to help him. So he was stressed. And Jezebel sent a message to him that you kill Prophet Baal, I'll kill you. Just small threats. He got him. When, 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 you are, when you are stressed and depressed, small things will get to you more than it should. He got so depressed and said he was going to kill himself. He said he's not doing it again. Elijah, that just caught fire from heaven. No, 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 yesterday. Today, he said, I resign from my post as the pastor or as the prophet of this town. He resigned. He, he said, I'm not doing it again. Elijah. If Elijah can be depressed, what of all we junior prophets? If Elijah that can call raw fire. Because some people confuse that the person is anointed to mean he doesn't have feelings. He called, he was, first he said he's not doing it again. And God told him, okay, you know what, rest. God gave him, angels came and gave him food. He woke up, he said he's still not doing. God said rest. He woke up, he said he's still not doing. After a while, God said, okay, you know what, we're going to honor your request. Elijah was not done. He resigned. He got what they call burnout. He got burnt out. That means he had worked and outworked himself. He stopped ministry. It wasn't his time. It wasn't his time. It was him that kept telling God, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. God said, okay, you know what? It's fine. Go and anoint Elisha to take off your place. And because he did not naturally die, because he was not dead, nothing was wrong with him. He was just tired and stressed and depressed. So he said, go and anoint Elisha. And angels came, a chariot came and carried him away. He was not dead. The reason why he had to leave was that there are certain anointings that two people can carry it at the same time in the lifetime. So one needs to die. Is somebody getting this? So please don't frustrate your pastor. Don't receive gossip. Don't share gossip. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Anybody trying to do it, is, Satan is trying to use them. Hallelujah. Next week, we'll deal with the cure of depression. I'll share some most Bible stories of people that were depressed in the Bible. There were many people that were depressed in the Bible. Today, we're going to pray. Can we bow our heads? We're going to pray for one minute. Listen, depression is not just a physical thing. It can start with a physical thing, but it leads to what the Bible calls the spirit of heaviness. So it is a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of heaviness. It's in Isaiah 61. There is something called the spirit of heaviness. So I'm going to stand today as the man of God and rebuke that spirit. If there's anyone here being tormented or hounded or oppressed by the spirit of heaviness... I'm going to rebuke that spirit. But before I do it, if you are here under the sound of my voice and you know you are not born again, I must first pray with you because you need Jesus. As all heads are bowed, all eyes closed, if you are here under the sound of my voice and you know you are not born again, you know you are disconnected with God, you know if you die now, you are not sure you will make heaven. All heads are bowed. Please raise your hand quickly because I must pray for you, lead you to Christ first. Especially those that are battling the spirit of heaviness. Those that are dealing with depression. Lord, I stand as your servant today. I command that spirit of heaviness to be Jesus. I don't know whatever caused their disappointment. I don't know whatever caused the heaviness. But today, I rebuke that spirit of heaviness in the name of Jesus. I command that spirit to be lifted in the name of Jesus. Let it be replaced with the spirit of joy. Let comfort come for that person in the name of Jesus. Lord, alter their story. Alter whatever is causing the challenge in their lives. Bring them help. Bring them a miracle. In the name of Jesus. I decree that you are free from depression in the name of Jesus. 
you will never be brought under the power of that spirit anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the thoughts of death. I rebuke the thoughts of suicide. I rebuke the thoughts of disappointment. In the name of Jesus. Joy will well up inside you from today. Strength comes to you from today. Never again will you be downcast. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand clap everybody. If you are standing, please follow the ushers. Carry your Bible, carry your bag. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.